Welcome to Boot Up Still Loading. And we're your hosts, Mercedes Bass and Raven Roberts. On this episode of Boot Up Still Loading, Mercedes Raven and guest hosts, yes, we have a dynamic duo here, James, Bianca, and Law are here to discuss faith and dating. Can we successfully, can we have a successful relationship while practicing different faiths? Can equally yoke be applied to other components of a relationship besides faith? And what level of compromise is required to have this type of partnership? Well, first things first, we have to introduce our guests. I would like to welcome back Law to our show. Hello, hello, um, hello. I would, <laughs> I would like to think of him as the voice of our male listeners and the low key, he low key gets Raven and I together. That's not true. Remember, is that <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's low key. I think it's very high key. Okay? <laughs> high key. <laughs> well, if you guys were listening, he was on Shoot Your Shot. For season one, we have him back on season two. Um, we're going to reintroduce him. Once again, he's an advertising and marketing professional from the Midwest who currently lives in Harlem. He's the co-host for the podcast, Goodnight Harlem. You guys need to check it out. And he has a passion for understanding human psychology. Welcome back, Law. Now, part two of this dynamic duo, my boo... <laughs> <laughs> and longtime friend and his amazing partner. Last season, you heard me say that he has an amazing girlfriend. She's she's the amazingness. <laughs> um, both of them are amazing, though. You're good. You guys are going to hear. Um, we have James Bianca. Um, James is the owner of a boutique personal styling firm, which specializes in curating looks for corporate professionals and creative entrepreneurs. Her work can be seen on executives from Morgan Stanley, own the Oprah Winfrey Network, and Sundial Brands. Her clients have also been featured on Good Morning America and Harry, the Harry Connick Jr. Show, and many, many more. Welcome to Boot up, still loading, James Bianca. Hi, I'm so <laughs> glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm like, we're glad to have both of you. Yes. Because <laughs> this is, child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we are so ready. We're so, we're so ready for this topic. We I mean, are. Ruben is not for the shenanigans. Not. Look. As far as what happens at my house, <laughs> this is what happens at my house. What happens at anyone else's house is their business, okay? Um, but before we, we really standard. get into it, let's get um, James and Laws. We always do this for guest hosts. Your age, sex, and location, please. And relationship status. <laughs> Who's going to go first? Me? Please, ladies first. <laughs> so, uh, age is 36, even though that's none of your business. Um, <laughs> sex is female. She, hers, her, my pronouns. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and location is Harlem, New York. Guys. No, so uh, age 36, mm-hmm. male, Harlem, course in a relationship with the lovely young lady that just spoke. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot my relationship status. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry. I have that for both of us. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So before we get into it, we always like to start off with some definitions. Cause what is an episode if Mercedes and Raven are not defining things? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're gonna start our de- first definition is interfaith marriage, because um with dating and faith, it usually most spaces usually talk about it in a marriage as opposed to single relationship, but it applies. So interfaith marriage, sometimes called mixed marriage, is a marriage between spouses professing different religions. Although interfaith marriages are most often contracted as civil marriages, in some instances, they may be contracted as religious marriages. Um, This depends on religious doctrines of the two parties' religions, some of which prohibit interfaith marriage, but others allow it in limited circumstances. In an interfaith marriage, each partner typically adheres to their own religious beliefs. But an important point is in what faith the children will be raised in. Mm. Okay. So... Do we want to just give everyone's religious beliefs? Yes, let's let's start off with that. Okay, so James, we'll start with you. We'll go to Law, then Mercedes, and then I will round this out. So I am Christian, although mm-hmm. I'm sure the saints would disagree, um, because <laughs> I I am not the the stickler for how the Bible has been taught to us. Mm-hmm. Um. I have dug into the Bible on my own and and really find that a lot of things that are taught are mistaught. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I still have a relationship with God and I still consider myself a Christian. But if we're going to be talking about Yaini and them, they probably would be like, she's in the black slid state. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Law. Uh, mine is very clean. I'm agnostic. Okay. Um, Can you explain what that is for our listeners? I can explain anything you guys want me to. (laughs) (laughs) Can you can you explain? So being agnostic means that you are neither for or against any one form of religion or Mm -hmm. religious purview. So I can neither say it does not exist as Mm -hmm. in a god nor can I say that it does. Mm-hmm. So that's where my beliefs lie. Okay. okay. Um, and then it's Mercedes. Um, I, you know, I do consider myself to be a Christian. Um, I do consider myself along the lines of James, as in mm-hmm. like what my views are, like, you know, I believe in Jesus. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe more in having a personal relationship mm-hmm. and I feel like in me taking the stance in truly developing a personal relationship for me, I feel like God has been clearer to me than when I was 
constantly just having the church dictate everything in me, ingesting it and living my life. Exactly. Now it's more of my personal relationship and God can lead and guide me to the messages that he has for me. Mm-hmm. And I receive it. And it's always in line for me. I'm like, I don't think God um, gives me messages that's not in line with his word for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he confirms it. And I'm like, this is this is why me and him is homies. That's why. we. <laughs> so. So I am Christian. Um, I am a Christian that does go to church every Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. I believe in the community as far as like church is concerned. And it's not that church has to be a certain way or look a certain way, but I just believe in community mm-hmm. um, and having that especially as a Christian on my walk, it's great to have other Christians who can help me on that journey as well. When, Mm -hmm. you know, there's times that I backslide or that I'm going through something or whatever, and the community is what helps. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe that having a personal relationship with God is first and foremost. Um, I don't go to any church that doesn't preach, uh, to read your Bible on your own and to have your own personal relationship with God, because pastors can manipulate the word. They can, you know, put in their own beliefs or doctrine or things like that. And I Mm -hmm. don't conform to, I am religious, but I don't believe in religious practices. I believe in what Mm -hmm. the Bible says. And if it's not in the Bible, she ain't doing it. Mm So, um, (laughs) And that's just how I am. Cause I'm just like, wait, what you got to do? My Bible don't say nothing about that. Y'all can mm-hmm. keep that over there. So, um, so yes. So I do consider myself religious. I would say that I'm very to moderately religious. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I, again, I go to church every Sunday. I read mm-hmm. my Bible every day. Like it's just, you know, me and God got to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. So that is my religious beliefs and my practices, shall I say. Okay. So now that we have an understanding of where everyone is, based on the definition, like what are your views on interfaith relationship? Now, this is not necessarily the current relationship or relationships that you've been in, but just Mm -hmm. like in general. So let's start with Raven. Start with me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Again, oh, again, for me in my house, okay, <laughs> what everybody else doing in their house is their business, but mm-hmm. for Raven in her house, um, I want a Christian relationship. One, okay. because I believe that marriage is a covenant between me, my husband, and God. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a three-way covenant, and Two, I do believe how the Bible says that, you know, the husband is the head of the household. And so if I need to follow him, I need to make sure that he's being led by God and Mm -hmm. not by his own emotions or, you know, his feelings about what should be happening, but really seeking God in the moments and in direction, um, Mm -hmm. just like I'm seeking God. So, so yeah, that's the basics of it, of, you know. I believe. Okay. Um, J- uh, you know what? Let's go law and then James and then I'll talk. Go for it. Okay. Again, can y'all hear me? I'm going to do this yes. every single time. But you know what? I, 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 
I'm absolutely okay with that because guess what, Law? The devil's not going to win today because we need to hear your voice. <laughs> we do need to hear your voice. He, he ain't going to take it. He ain't going to take he it not. out. He not. He not. So uh, I believe that as, as far as any relationship is concerned, mm -hmm. um, if you are going to intermix in any capacity, I don't care whether it's faith, uh, culture, uh, anything, mm -hmm. I think you really do have to just come to an agreement in a alignment on what you guys are willing to compromise on. Mm -hmm. But as far as just faith in general, I, I cannot 100% say that I would ever expound my views or force my views upon any one person right mm -hmm. so just because my point of view is x doesn't mean your point of view needs to be that mm -hmm. and with, as far as having kids are concerned like i genuinely believe if my partner has a stronger sense of or a religious tie follow that but at a certain point a child's going to determine what they want to do in the first place that's mm -hmm. exactly what happened to me yeah. and you can only hold that but for so long mm -hmm. um so i just I, I feel like the same way I've been feeling since I was probably about 12 about the same subject matter. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, so long as both parties understand going into a relationship, what their core values are, you can mm -hmm. work through anything. I don't care whether if you're the, <laughs> if you're this down Christian guy that's like, oh, I follow the Bible to the core and then you cheat on your wife. Dude, did you really follow the Bible to the core? <laughs> oh, first, first. <laughs> then he got so <laughs> talk about a man leading your house and all that stuff and being under Christ Christianity but if he doesn't actually respect the values of the relationship then none of that really matters but that's just mm. me okay. I'll let y'all know <laughs> no, I, I totally get that I totally get that so I'm just going to respond really quickly okay. um, I do believe when a person is focused on your relationship and their relationship with God. Like, it's not mm -hmm. just like, oh, I'm totally focused on God because at the end of the day, if you are focused on God as like at the forefront, you know that we have a covenant between the three of us. Mm -hmm. So you're focused on where God is leading you. God's not going to lead you to somebody else's bed. He ain't going to lead. Like, and it, it's not saying that I like agree. all Christians are like holy and they're never going to cheat. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times when that happens with any relationship, whether it's Christian or non, it's because someone is selfish mm -hmm. and someone is following their own desires. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, you're not following the will of God. You're following what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So it's not even about religion or non-religion. Mm -hmm. At that point, you're just being selfish. Whether right. you have a, a guiding compass or not, you're, mm -hmm. you're just being selfish. So that's how I feel about that. But anybody I, can cheat. People yeah. are people, you know. Yeah. Jane. So yeah, I think that, you know, I want to pick up where Law spoke about mm -hmm. core values. Um, I believe that if the if two people come together, they do need to share the same core values. Mm -hmm. And although I, I wanna say and just speak to Raven's thoughts too, because that's where I was like probably four or five years ago mm -hmm. i wanted to marry a man of god you know that's mm -hmm. what had been taught to me all my life was you know marry a man of god mm -hmm. and i sought out that and i wanted that for myself and i wrote my list and i said what i wanted and i said you know who i wanted that man to be mm -hmm. and i really based it on biblical principles and um you know as i unpacked religion and i became a little bit more 
I came a little bit more responsive to my spirituality over my religion mm -hmm. is when things opened up for me a little differently. And then that's when law was actually positioned in my life for the right timing. Mm. And so when I went back and I reviewed the list that I made that was based on biblical principles, he fit the bill. Mm. We share the same core values because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, he is agnostic and he doesn't you know, believe whether there is or there is not. But when it comes down to how we want to raise our kids, how we want them to be good humans, when he, when I wanted to be with a man who's consistent, who's kind, mm -hmm. you know, who values his relationship with his mother, especially, you know, who doesn't, who oh. isn't led by his emotions. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. you know, Harlem is out there acting up. <laughs> so yeah, if I, I didn't want to be with a man, obviously, who was led by his emotions. I wanted to be with somebody who was fiscally responsible. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be with somebody who supported me and who would be supportive of my family, who would put family first the way that Christ put the church first. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at that list and I distill what it is that I wanted for myself, and then I look at the reflection of this man, it's like, well, <laughs> either you're going to take what God sends you. Or are you going to keep looking for this man of God in the four walls of a church and miss out on your blessing? Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's a word for me. Um, <laughs> Mercedes is still loading. Uh, I do definitely, um, when it comes to like interfaith, uh, I think I agree that it comes down to the core value. Um, but I also lean to the side of Raven where it's like, I need you to be able to hear from God. I need you. Like, I, I sort of want the dynamic of the relationship as like, you know, I don't know if he's necessarily going to say the Holy Spirit because I say the Holy Spirit when I'm like mm -hmm. guided by certain things or I get unctions to do. Like, I want I want him to be a vessel that can receive those unctions. And like Law said, also respect the core values of our relationship. So yeah. it's, it's not just about your relationship with God, but it's also about our relationship and honoring me as the the woman who is committed to you. And this is an understanding of the partnership that we're in. Like, I don't, you know, I, you know, I'm still loaded. Now, do I think that I will, um, one thing I think I do have an understanding about is like someone who's really strong in their faith. Like when you're really strong in your faith, I think when it comes to raising the kids, it's not necessarily going to be like a backseat. Mm -hmm. One, there has to be flexibility on some type of level. Like I will just say that I want a man who is is spiritual, honors his relationship with, with God and can be led and guided to know that this is the relationship that is possibly a divine partnership for him. And he's honoring God by doing that. So it's like that type of dynamic mm -hmm. is important, but I don't necessarily want someone who who is really strong in another faith because I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have no conversations. I don't want to have disagreements about where our now granted, I've never been in a situation. This is just my understanding. I've never had someone be in this relationship dynamic that were at odds. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is, it is, I am apprehensive about like, you know, dating someone who's possibly, you know, a Muslim or like some other type of, you know, religious practice that I, I personally don't subscribe to. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be a Charlotte. 
Like I'm not gonna <laughs> Charlotte <Give her> Christmas. <laughs> right. Charlotte, Charlotte was like, This is my man. This is what I'm gonna do. This is how far. But then again, you never know. We could get on the call and it's like, you know, we could do a Zoom call, you know, two years from now. Mercedes is in a full head wrap and they're like, but wait a minute, we listened to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, I'm like, but you know what? I like told times have changed. Right. I'm like, I told you I was not going through another pandemic without my man. Yeah. And this is my divine partner. Thank you. But you have to think about Charlotte too and how when she was like, do I have to give up Christmas? Her and her partner decided, no, you don't have to give up Christmas. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that when you have, especially people who are strong in both their faiths, mm-hmm. it is a big thing to to discuss this, you know, of what we're going to do, what holidays we're going to um, still celebrate and things like that. And I've seen other relationships where it hasn't worked. I've seen relationships where it Mm -hmm. has worked. Um, I did date a guy who was Muslim. And, you know, for me, it was more of like, are you practicing and Mm -hmm. are you doing the things of your faith? Mm-hmm. Like, cause again, it's more about your relationship with God. So mm-hmm. like, are you reading? Are you praying? Like what's going on with your religion? And he wasn't doing those things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sir, like what's going there on? Are certain, there are certain religions I can't do. Um, but, you know, even in certain Christian sects, it right. is about like, you know, I was talking to a guy who's Seventh Day Adventist and I was like, yeah. I'm not... I'm not going to church all weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do that, you know? And I'm like, I can't give up jewelry. You know, I'm over here almost looking like Mr. T. I'm not right. giving up my jewelry. I'm not giving up my Saturday. This ain't going to really work, you know? So it's just one of those things where does your lifestyle also match up with that mm. to this new religious way of being mm-hmm. if that's not how you are right no matter what it is like i couldn't marry someone who's catholic mm-hmm. you know like i'm not going to be catholic i'm not coming to catholic church it's boring i'm not going to the <laughs> confessional like i'm not doing none of that stuff i'm like you know, i need a because... good choir i need a good choir <laughs> exactly all, i need a good like choir. i need some foot stomping some right nobody's shouting like, all of that you need you tambourine tossing like, what is going on what is this why is it so boring? <laughs> who who are these white people? So now listen, don't disrespect white people's churches. I went to Hillsong for a while. I she goes to Hillsong. I go to Hillsong. Okay, I was about to say. Hillsong is not, but Hillsong isn't boring. It's not like oh Jesus. Like it's not like just you know this. I go to. Hillsong, so it's predominantly white. I'm talking about like the Catholic Church. I don't know no all black ch- Catholic churches. They might be, you they know, might be hidden, but they there. They 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 somewhere, <laughs> but um, just those kind of like Protestant, mm-hmm. those kind of churches where I'm just like, so how long we got to be in church? I'm also not. There's certain you know black churches. Right, I'm not in church for eight hours shift. That's not I'm not going to church for eight hours. Like we going to Hillsong, we're gonna get in and out in a half and a half. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna be here all day, you know. And even my black church back home, we wasn't there all right. day. He was like in and out. We got another service after this. Y'all got to go. Like get you to go play. Got no time get for you this. To go play and take it to your car. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Them, those those churches. I'm like, I am leaving during intermission. Intermission yes. is see, when the- I go to the bathroom. I'm out. <laughs> 
the crazy thing is I'm at church most of the day, but I'm not sitting in mm-hmm. church it's because I'm serving. Right. So that's another thing that like in my relationship, I need my partner to understand that and to not necessarily be okay with it, but understand why I'm serving, mm-hmm. why I have to be at church at 7 a.m. Like, and understand my feelings towards mm-hmm. that, you know, and like why I'm serving God in this way and giving my time for this. Right. Um, so, so yeah, but I, I guess I am. There's times that I'm at church, chat 12 hours, <laughs> but I'm not sitting in church. Right. If y'all, if y'all really oh, jumping, so I, I've just held my tongue back on most of this because I feel like this is you guys having kind of a, 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 a back and forth amongst one another when you guys are all in a safe space of this is the kind of guy that I have to have and it doesn't work if it's not this way, blah, 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 blah. But that's, that's all why, fine. But, that, no, that is all fine and dandy. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mind anybody saying that because to me, a part of that is preference and the other part of it is compatibility. But okay. you feel like you can't, if you feel like you will not be compatible with somebody if they're not the same religious, well, like the same religion as you, or have the same spirituality as you, they're not going to support Because there's people that feel the same way about race. There's people that feel the same way about politics. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't mm-hmm. knock any of that stuff. In fact, I completely embrace it and I understand. Mm-hmm. I have my own preferences. I have my own internal things where I'm like, I absolutely can't deal with that. Like women that wear white socks on dates. But you know what I mean? Like, those things. Anyway, to go back to the serious point that I was making around this, though, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame you guys for having any of those standards. What I would say is if you open up your, or if, you, if you just broaden your aperture a little, just okay. a smidge, you might open yourself up to a completely different set of individuals that you didn't know exist. Not mm-hmm. only that, but they could be more compatible with you if you just gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. I even, what One of the things that I got to learn really quickly when I was in DC, I was in DC and one of my friends was trying to like set me up with one of their friends in DC a long, long time ago. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear what's happening in the background. I'm sorry, Harlem. Is doing its heartbeat again. So, yes. so. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I heard something. I really enjoy the, the Harlem heartbeat, aka the siren. <laughs> Give us one sec as the, okay. the heartbeat goes away. <laughs> no Listen, worries. I want that trick daddy to come back. You say, you know, man, man. Don't do anything about me. Don't You know what? I would not expect all these Christian women on this phone call that you don't know Nan during a call. I wouldn't expect. <laughs> First of all, okay, just because I'm a Christian don't mean I don't like not traveling. Right? Like, Jesus, let's not get it twisted. Jesus and trap. That's what it's about. I can be ratchet and right. Listen, okay? Jesus can deliver the 305 too. Right. Look. <laughs> he don't discriminate. I'm like, I can like Cardi and crack. <laughs> Well, I don't know about I don't know about WAP though. I ain't, I ain't gonna sign. Mm-hmm. Child, all these men be rapping about sex, and then these women come out with one song, and it well, not one, but they come out with a song, and it's like, <gasps> I'm like double standard. I mean, it, 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 gang twins came out with the whisper song. Guys, really, <laughs> everything is like 
skeet, skeet, skeet <laughs> on the wall. Like, I don't understand. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is my jam. I'm like, oh, okay. But you know what? It's, well, a, dub it's a double well, standard well, for me. Uh -huh. Wait a second. Wait a second. I actually want to do that. Before I go to the point I was going to make around DC, let's actually, <laughs> let's double click into this as my clients would say. Um, okay. <laughs> you, if you actually think that that song is okay, the new Cardi and Meg song, because mm -hmm. I do, I personally do, but mm -hmm. I subscribe mm -hmm. to a different standard than you guys do by a mile. So when you talk about what's in the Bible and the things that are stated in it, there are things that say thou shalt not lust, right? You shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And if you even think about sex, thinking about it, talking about it, anything in relation to lust is a sin. So if you guys are actually entertaining that, the same way if you're entertaining your own man, are you actually following and subscribing to what you're saying? Like the things that you believe? Because some guys who are really, really serious about religion and serious about the scripture would say, I can't date a woman that's doing all that, right? And that's also mm -hmm. preference. And then that could fit into exactly what you guys are saying around. There are people I can't date. There are people, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and that guy doesn't know that he's missing out on you. Right. And that for me is totally fine because <laughs> at the end of the day, I was like conviction, I the Holy know, Spirit. No, because at the end of the day, we are people. Like God did not like I'm not saved to be perfect. Right. So it's not that like, I'm never going to sin again. I've never sinned since I, you know, introduced Jesus into my life. Like, it's not that I've never sinned since I started going to church every Sunday. Like, that's not what the Christian walk is about at all. So for me, I am like, I went to school in Florida. That is going to be with me forever. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the 305, the, um, eight, I think it's like 805 or something like that, like, T-Pain, Trick Daddy, the 404, all of that is in me. Mm -hmm. So I know that there's some men at church who don't listen to secular music. Mm. We can't be married. We can't. <laughs> we can't. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like, I want my wedding to be fun. I want to have fun with my husband. And I, I strongly believe that I can love Jesus and Jesus. Like, that's just what it is. Like, I don't have to. It's not mutually exclusive. It's not that I can't be sitting over here, you know, talking about from the 99 to the 2000, because mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm yes, saying, mm -hmm. no, like, uh, I still know the song. <laughs> I'm still going to drop it like it's hot. I'm still going to do all of these things. But best believe, I'm still a Christian woman. Right. And I still am reading my Bible at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I still have a relationship with God. Like, the way that God talks to me is not, oh, Raven, ma'am. Ma'am. Right. Ma'am. And when you have a personal relationship, he talks to you in a personal way. Mm -hmm. So, like, the way he talks to me isn't going to be the way that he talks to some people. And for me, what they say in the Bible also is whatever is a sin to you is a sin to you. Mm -hmm. So, there are certain things that I don't do because I feel like they're a sin. Right. That don't mean that nobody else can do them. If God has not revealed that that's a sin to you, that's on you. Right. You know, for me in my Christian walk, I can listen to Cardi and I can also pray to Christ. <laughs> so it's not that I'm over here like, oh, Lord, what da, 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 da. like, who's this man? And da, 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 da. like, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to listen to this. Like, I've listened to the song one time. That's it. Do I feel like it still has a place in music and that it shouldn't be a double standard? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
You know, but I'm not going to listen. I'm not listening to it every single day. Right. Because then you will, never mind. You know, like, I'm not trying to invite that into my life. But because once I listen to it, I said, oh, Jesus, this is a little too much no. for me. <laughs> but, you know, there's some other songs that I'm like, okay, I can listen to this Cardi. But I said, this, we're going to have to put this on the shelf. But I also don't think that men should try to dictate what women say because all of a sudden it's she's a hoe if she wants to rap about this. Right. Like, so you rap about your penis all day. <laughs> right. And I be singing right along with them songs. Um, you know, like, so to me, it's more about the double standard. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to be listening to this and da 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 Like, because there are some cer- certain songs and certain TV shows and things like that. I'm like, ooh, this put me in a space I don't need to be in. Mm-hmm. But so we're going to put this off on the shelf. I don't mean to cut you off. I, I do actually mean to cut you off. So. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where here's where I'm at. You you completely went over my point and went to a completely different other point, which is fine. Ooh. I don't mind doing that. But the 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 point that I was really hitting home on and being very clear about is somebody else is creating all these other barriers that are based in that same thread that you guys have. Mm-hmm. That- no, but I did address that when it first happened. I, when you but, first said that, I did address it. But but my, my point is, if someone is doing that, I can get you saying, well, that me and that person shouldn't be together, right? Mm-hmm. But all, all I was saying to you is that person is doing the same thing you guys can potentially be doing mm-hmm. by creating all these other barriers yourself. That's all. That's- no, I totally understand that. But the bears is that, I, but the thing is, like, I respect whatever that person wants to do. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh no, he should date me. If you don't want to date me because I listen to trap music, I also want to not date you because you don't. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. I do not want to date him because I'm trying to be twerking in my kitchen with my husband. Right. You're not going to be trying to do that. <laughs> listen. No, I no, I it's like oh my god. So I I get what you're saying when it comes to like he's doing the same thing, and I totally get it. But what I'm saying is like yes, he has the right to do that. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't want to date someone who listens to secular music, no matter what it is, that's his prerogative to do Mm -hmm. that. I also want not. I don't want to date someone who doesn't listen to secular music because I'm not trying to listen to Hillsong all day every day. Right. So fundamentally, well, it's just a matter of compatibility. It is. Yes. And so let me mm-hmm. let me let me push back to the point that I was going to make around the whole DC thing. When I got mm-hmm. to DC mm-hmm. and my friend was trying to introduce me to some of her friends, the first thing that I got out of that situation, and this is, has to be like five, six years ago or so, the first thing I got out of that situation is a lot of women in DC are super religious. Mm-hmm. So, like mm-hmm. when I, I'm, I'm talking about, they end their Christian bag, right? And they were hitting home some points that I was like, oh, in terms of the dating scene in D.C., they were like, there's a lot of men who are gay, which is fine. But that means, you know, we can't date because they're not interested in me. And then outside of the men being gay, like the the other thing that isn't tying us together is that a lot of the men aren't necessarily attached to a church or attached to their faith in a way that I want them to be. And one of the girls gave me an instance and it hurt me. She was seeing a guy for almost a year and a half was the perfect guy, not only on paper, but in terms of compatibility and everything that she wanted in terms of a committed partner. Everything mm-hmm. that she needed, whether it was dates, talking, being consistent, all of these things that she had said, I want in a guy. He was mm-hmm. all of those. But one day she just goes, why don't you like going to my church? And he just flat out told her, he's just like, church isn't just isn't for me. 
he's like, I'm spiritual, but I'm just not really engaged in the church. She's just like, well, we can never have a family together because you're not, you're not respecting the thing that's most important to me. And I was blown away. She like dropped everything with him. Now, mind you, she admitted, she's like, she's still in love with that dude to this day. That oh, was see? They, see? They, mm-hmm. that see? whole two and a half year thing where she just had to like stop checking on him, blah, blah, blah. And he said, please just leave me alone Ooh. after a while. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Which I don't blame him. Which I, don't blame. I don't blame him either. Like, ma'am, you wanted to leave, so leave. You better set a boundary. He's like, I okay. got. He was like, I got my whole wife and my whole kids over here. I'm gonna need you to back <laughs> okay. up. Okay. And they might be going to church. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, y'all. I really can't. <laughs> but the the point that I was gonna, the point that I like blew me away more than anything is. She she acted as if in the moment it didn't bother her, right? Mm. She's like, I made the mm-hmm. right decision. But if you're still talking about him two and a half years removed from the situation, I'm like, you blew it. Right. You blew it. That was it. And that's the kind of thing I don't want that to happen to anybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm Mercedes is not her, okay? Because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you know what, God? <laughs> This is all the way, my man. The fact that he said that he's spiritual, I can respect that because he has some mm-hmm. form of relationship. Who knows where that relationship is going to grow moving forward? Now, I will yeah. say that as a woman in the church, when you are not dating a man who comes to church, there's a lot of chatter about that. And you're you're left to feel some type of way, even though your relationship could be very successful, it's everything that you need. I think in those situations, you have to learn if this is if this is God's best for you and you are happy with that, you gotta learn how to silence certain things so that you can operate fully in your happiness. Cause I'm not giving up my man. <laughs> No, but there's going to be chatter in any situation. There could be That's chatter true. at your job. Mm-hmm. There could be chatter online on Twitter, on Instagram. There could be chatter inside the church. There could be chatter in your family. Honestly, if you know that the person that you are with is your person, mm-hmm. then you really need to stick to your guns and go to bat for what you believe in for the person who you're with. You know, yeah. especially if that person is is a good human. Right. Yeah. I think the thing is that a lot of Christians get tied to their church. Mm. And so like church may not have been a thing for him and, you know, whatever that conversation may have looked like. Um, to me, it's like, if you want to be with someone and, you know, she could have expressed like church is important to me. And I would love for that to be a thing that we do together. Mm-hmm. If you don't like my church, could would you be open to visiting other churches? Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. it's like somewhere you have to compromise. It's not like, oh, you know, if I meet it, I'm not gonna meet a man in Hillsong. I already know that, oh. okay? It's gonna be very rare if I meet a man in Hillsong. Oh. So I already know that I'm either gonna have to go to his church, we're gonna have to find a church together or something like that, mm-hmm. which, you know, I have to be open to and be totally fine with. But I can't be like, oh, you gotta come to Hillsong or we can't be dating. Hillsong ain't the only church. Right. You know, like, and that's not the, it's not the only way to have a relationship with God is like, that's not the relationship with God. Like your church is not the relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So like, if that's the, the only thing that you subscribe to your relationship with God, then 
you you got some soul searching to do, boo. Well, I respect you saying that because, you know, when I was heavily in the church, I didn't have that mindset. I'm like, you are that in my church or not. <laughs> that's what that's what we that... not do that's what we not doing. Like you come in here. <sighs> what what is the other church? What is that? Your mother's <laughs> church we can visit once in a while. Yeah, your auntie's church, your father's church, but this is our church. Like I was low-key mentally bogarding my potential man like he had to be here he had to but you know that didn't work out i think i remember that period because yeah a certain kind of word <laughs> that you were getting and it was so it was so influential in your life that you mm-hmm. were like how could you not want this word right how could you not mm-hmm. want to get involved with what i'm involved in because i can see the you know, incredible changes that are happening in my life. Mm-hmm. So I understand why you might have thought that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also glad that, you know, evolution took place. <laughs> <laughs> but know that Mercedes is still adamant about certain things. So like, if I'm like, I feel like that's my, that part of my life, let me know that that's generally my personality type. Once mm-hmm. I get hyped about something, I want to share it, get it here. But now I'm a bit more flexible in the sense that, you know what, they may not get it here, but as long as they come around yeah. and get yeah. what they need, I'm going to do that. But I was also going to visit other church that I was real sleepy. And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's what... Mercedes talks about churches the way men talk about their barber. Like, I tried this barber, but... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's like the way I talked about Doris. You know Doris at Gloss Lab. Oh yeah, oh no. Because oh first of all, that, but that's what church is. Like <laughs> you really have to feel at home at church. You do. Like you just can't go to every church. And God showed me that. He was like, I didn't tell you to stay here. I was like, you right, right. You right. You did not tell me to stay here. Let me let me get my black behind up and go somewhere else. Just like you can't eat it. You can't eat at everybody's house. That's how I look mm-hmm. at church. Like, but I- yeah, I definitely think that to get us back on topic, mm-hmm. um, churches are personal. Like you mm-hmm. can't just go to any church. You can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to go to church. And just, you know, especially as a, a member, you can visit any church, but to seriously go, you can't just go to any church and mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, well, this is by my house. So I'm just going to go here. Cool. This is what I, it is. I, I think in the DC situation I'm brought up, when I when she's talking about it, I needed to understand more context. And the context yeah. that she gave was more around the family aspect of it in terms of if you're not going to take the church that I frequent seriously, how are we going to build our family around this? And I was mm-hmm. like, man, I don't know that you need to build your family around a specific building. But I'm mean, no, definitely not. Go, no, I just. <laughs> I just, everybody has their own priorities with stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I can't tell somebody else how to live their life. So I have to just immediately take myself out of the situation and try to think of it objectively and just go, maybe that person just wasn't for you. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you're still talking about two and a half years later. So clearly. Right. That lets me know. I'm like, you lost one girl. You lost. Yeah, she did. I just, that is also very strange to be attached so much so to one specific location because mm-hmm, what if yeah. your job required you to move then right mm-hmm. are you still Ooh. having that same energy though like are you exactly like, you know, i can't leave my church even though i have a great job opportunity and i want my family to have a greater life like no i have to stay here because my church is here 
Mm. But see, that can even happen in a marriage, though, right. because say your husband does want to go to the church, but now his job has to move. Mm. What you going to do? Oh, we can't again. We can't move because of the church. Like mm. this man was going to your church. Now God is positioning you guys to go somewhere else. Like, again, your faith is not tied to a building yeah. and it shouldn't be, mm -hmm. you know, so it's more about a relationship with God and not necessarily the building. And I know some people, you know, she could have friends there and she may feel like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to meet new people at a new church? Which, you know, it's totally understandable. Mm -hmm. You have these things if you go to a new job or wherever. But at the end of the day, your friends are still going to be your friends. Yeah. Whether you go to their church or not. So you still have community with them. You still are going to be able to fellowship with them, you know, outside of So I, I definitely think that, you know, she she's in regret mm, if she's if she's absolutely. still talking about this um, i'm in regret and for was her. checking him up uh checking on him all this time and he had to be like ma'am i need you to back Oof. it up <laughs> like and i know that hurt she was like dang it like right damn that's an extra she was trying to hold on just in case he came to visit that church one day like oh maybe he's gonna come over but um <laughs> but you know what this whole situation um sort of like registered in me because it's like, how serious are you about partnership other than what's in front of you? Because what I can say is that I never factored in, oh, like, what if they move? What if you have to move somewhere else? I was like, dang, what if you have to move? Mm -hmm. And I'm just so attached to this one thing. Like, are yeah. we, are we, if this is my divine partner, are we not going? No, Mercedes is packing up all her bags. You know what? I'm going to just take my toothbrush. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> she said we can buy all new things. All, every, everything <laughs> new. Everything new. But it's like how that lets me know. I'm like, how, those are the questions that I have to ask myself now. How serious am I about desiring to have a relationship further than the experiences that I've had before? Because if I'm mm -hmm. setting these types of limitations, um, I am only going to get partners that are limited in whatever scope it is. And I'm like, dang, I feel bad for homegirl, though, to be honest. I do. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm hoping that, you know, he, he walks in the building one day. and she's No, <gasps> no. I hope he's happily married with somebody else because you was all the way playing games with this man. He was ready. He was down for the count. No, girl, I'm going to need you to pray on it and ask God <laughs> to send you his best, his second best. His That's second that. best now. Um, she, yeah, she's, I she's. I think she'll be fine. Her career is great, so that's oh, where her focus is. Now. Her career is great. no, no. In all seriousness, she is like VP something something now. So she's okay. put all her energy into her career. I don't knock any of that. Okay. She's thirty seven and thriving. That's okay. all that needs. That's all that needs to be said. She's but, thriving. Right. She's thriving. Single, single but thriving. See, see. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need the whole package of prosperity. I'm gonna need to be thriving. I'm gonna need abundant. my relationships to be abundant in every <laughs> single way. I'm gonna need that. But <laughs> I could not. I could not. <laughs> I do want. I do want to push on something else though. I, I want to talk about, and, and, and I'll let you guys take back over the show completely. But I wanted to talk about one more thing, and this uh -huh. is really, really critical. It's how me and James ended up getting together. And okay. a big portion of the reason how that happened, and I'm not talking about how we met, it's more mm -hmm. so how we ended up in a relationship. Okay. I think the start of that for me personally was hearing her, her bring up religion to me mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I would have never brought it up. 
Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have been something that I would have brought up. But the way James brought it up is a part of the reason why I was like, oh, oh, I looked at her way different than I looked at other women immediately. Mm-hmm. Because she brought up a polarizing take off, off, off rip. I don't, even, I don't even think we knew each other for a week. Mm-hmm. A week and a half at the point that she does it too. We and hadn't James, gone on our first date yet. You said what? <laughs> we hadn't even gone on our first date yet. I haven't even seen him see? in see, the moonlight. See, now this is going to get into the section of um, where we talk about when do you have the conversation and scene. <laughs> so how did the conversation go? Right. Actually, I'll let James do. I mean, James is on the phone. What am I talking but about? But you know what? Why I want to hear both sides. I want to hear this both sides. So like no, right? No, I want to hear. No, I, no, I, I, no. James said that she want to hear you retell. Right? She want to hear you. We want to hear you. Come on, honey. <laughs> so, I'm at her place, and she's baking some things that don't end up going the way she expects. They were terrible. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Absolute, <laughs> absolute trash. That's not how I was delivering this story. That I wasn't mean, how I sugar coated. It was nasty. <laughs> and James is a great cook guy. So if something was nasty, I'm like, uh-uh. What? Look, at this, look, at this, look at the way that she's delivering the story versus the way I'm delivering the story. Look at this already. <laughs> you just polite about it. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, so we're at her place and she's making something that she doesn't end up liking very much. And through that, we're having a bunch of small fiduciary conversations. Mm-hmm. And then out of the blue, she's like, I don't know, I'm going to bring something up. I don't know how you feel about it, but I just want to talk about it. So we'll see where it goes. And I'm like, oh, I'm down for whatever. I love conversation. And you just mm-hmm. never So she goes, I don't know what your take is on religion or what your religious views are, but I want to talk about how there's so much misogyny baked into religion and how it began. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, tell me more. Because <laughs> <laughs> instantaneously for me, that was her inviting me into a conversation that she had no idea where my point of view is live, where I'm mm-hmm. at. But I'm like, I want to see how far this is going to go because she has no idea what my beliefs are. Mm, so yeah. she starts digging in and I can just tell you in my eyes, I'm like, you know what? I can kiss you right now, but I'm not. I'm like, <laughs> Come on. Oh I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but the more she spoke, the more educated I understood that she was on the topic of religion as a whole. Mm-hmm. She understood nuance about it. And this is something that's really key to me and it's super important. Mm-hmm. I do not mind anybody's religious point of view. I don't mind whatever you subscribe to. The only thing that I ever say about anybody that's religious, because I am agnostic, mm-hmm. is be an expert at your mm-hmm. religion or mm-hmm. admit, understand what the religious practices are, where they started from, the history of it. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if I tell you that people were brought over here from Africa as slaves and somebody was pushing a religion on somebody, if, if we talk about that, don't be offended. Let's just have the conversation. Right. Jane's open to having the conversation about history. Mm-hmm. And anybody knows what they know. And to my point around being an expert, Malcolm Gladwell said that it takes 10,000 hours to be an expert at something. 10,000 mm-hmm. hours is around 406 days straight of doing anything. 
Mm-hmm. Now, if you're 30 years old and you're not an expert already at your religion, I don't think you should be subscribed to it anymore. But that's, that's a read. But what if you just got saved? Right. That's, he said well, you're you 30 years old, honey. And you've right. been subscribed to the same religion. That no. Month? Oh, okay. You're talking about consistently. If you in yeah. in Raven to to get on Raven's uh, point, if you if it just happened at thirty, you're not going to be an expert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And me and you wouldn't be having that conversation about religion, and that wouldn't be the person for me either. Right. Remember? <laughs> right. You're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely right. So, with all that, with all that said. Mm-hmm. All my expectation ever is is for somebody to understand the history of something. If you understand the history and right. you still subscribe to something, go off. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know the history and you don't know the context behind it, and you still are telling me, "Well, this is what I believe, and this is what you should believe," then I can't even have a conversation with you because I'm like, "Uh, man, I don't know why you believe what you believe because you don't either." Right. <laughs> but you know what? I'm challenged. I'm challenged in the sense that it makes me go back to, you know, dig deeper. Like what is the things that I subscribe to? Like what is the history? Because I tend to know history touching on certain things and you come together and it's more for me is the spiritual aspect more than um, the logical aspect. But the logical aspect is still very important because you need to be able to, especially someone who does not subscribe to it, to intellectually explain why this is what it is and i respect that aspect of it so i'm definitely mental note i'm like let's we could go deeper i mean you know i think if you've known me for any fair amount of time you know that i go through these periods where i dig into a specific point in history and i Mm -hmm. just take deep dives and And i appreciate those conversations (laughs) so you know when he met me i was like i had already unpacked a lot of religion that I had Mm -hmm. been taught and was really piecing things together to really understand, you know, how we came to be Christians or even how Christianity was being taught in my own household. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, to have that conversation with him, mind you, he's sitting under my, you know, bar at my apartment in my kitchen that has a a thing that's written out that says seek God first, because I never want to forget that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, even having done all of that historical work, piecing together how, you know, we came to be Christians and as black people in this country, you know, even in Great Britain, which is one of the key points that really kind of sealed it for me was when I realized, you know, there was a king, Henry VIII, who decided that he wanted to separate himself from the Catholic Church for the mere purpose of marrying his mistress, Mm -hmm. you know, you then see how the Church of England was developed really based on adultery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you start to piece a lot of these puzzle pieces together and really see religion for what it is. But once you see that and you understand it and then you go, but my experience with God can't be denied. What I know God to be personal, Mm -hmm. my life can't be denied. How I speak to God on a daily basis has not changed. Offering plate. hmm? Offering plate. Listen, and when I see God and when I ask God to show me things and reveal things to me, he still shows up in great Mm -hmm. and miraculous ways. Now, not every prayer is answered, 
you know, mm-hmm. in the voice of James Earl Jones. But, mm-hmm. you know, I still know that if I ask God to guide me, he will guide me. If I ask God to make things clear to me, he will make things clear to me. If I ask mm-hmm. God, how am I supposed to love the gay community? And he tells me just to love them, mm-hmm. then that's what yeah. I'm going to do. Right. So, yeah. You know, I, it really was nice to be able to talk to somebody who would be able to have that religious conversation with me Mm -hmm, without mm -hmm. looking at me like I had six eyeballs and thinking, which is why I say, you know, if you ask your auntie and them, I'm in a backslidden state. But the reality is I feel much more closer to God now than I ever have. Mm -hmm. But people who base their, you know, their belief and their Christianity on what's been taught in the church Mm -hmm. will look at me and go, she's problematic. Don't listen to her. She has questions. Yeah. But I think that's what Christianity is all about mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like, that's what, what Jesus was doing. Mm-hmm. He came to disrupt religion mm-hmm. because it's not about religion. It's about relationship. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that we're taught, especially in, you know, I'm not even going to say just the black church, but just in religion, period. Unless you go to like a Bible based church or a non-denominational church, there's a lot of religious practices that are taught and mm-hmm. that are, you know, how do I say this? Um, practice. Mm-hmm. So when you have that and you value your religion over your relationship, because at the end of the day, Christians are still flawed people. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. So like Christians are not perfect. Jewish people are not perfect. Nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. So when you have all of this religion and no relationship, that's again why I go to a church where any pastor that I follow read your Bible mm-hmm. because a lot of people you can go to church every single Sunday. That don't mean that you have a relationship Monday through Saturday. So you have to have relationship, or even on Sunday religion. when you show up, even on Sunday, you know, you just there. You there so, for the party. So the thing is. When you don't read your Bible, when you don't know what your word says, anybody can tell you something and manipulate that word. Mm-hmm. And I love, like, I was watching um, Handmaid's Tale. And mm-hmm. as we know, it yeah. is a show. Blessed that, be the fruit. You right. know, that brings religion. What is it? Let the fruit be open? <laughs> what? Just, you don't know. You don't know the same. She, she just said it. And you always right. talk about let the fruit No, be but isn't, isn't there, isn't there a, a call and respond type of situation? Uh, I think it's under his eye. Yeah, under his oh, eye. Blessed okay. be the fruit. Under his um, eye. So with that, one of my favorite scenes is when the like head woman, I don't know who she is. Mm. She says a scripture, but takes mm. it out of context. And the main woman says the entire scripture. Mm. Oh, and Lydia. Be- yes. It, she's yes. always wrong. So Lydia, she's over here like, oh, da, da, da. And then... But that it shows you how much re- religion mm-hmm. can take the word of God and manipulate it mm-hmm. to manipulate people. Mm-hmm. So when you don't know the full verse or the verse before and verse after, the, the person can take the context and change it all the way around. Mm-hmm. But when you know your word, you can't fool me. Right. I'm not ascribing to what you because what you're saying is wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's been so many things like. I don't think that having questions is wrong at Mm -hmm. all. You know, like God wants us to have questions because God wants us to have conversation with him, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you ask him questions and he answers those, 
I remember having like a ton of questions, not really for me, but just things that like non-religious people would have. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, I need these answers so that when I have these conversations, I know where to, to point in scripture. Right. And he showed me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, okay. So it says it right here. Mm-hmm. Black and white. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Oh, it says it right here in black mm-hmm. and white. So those things, as far as like, you know, being able to know the word, know where it comes from in history and all of these things, you know, you do need to know that because mm-hmm. people are going to question your beliefs. They're going to challenge whether it. Whether it's religious, backed, or just, you know, your personal relationship with God. Right. And some things I'm just like, this is what me and God is doing. And that's it. Again, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with anybody, what anybody does in their house. Mm-hmm. I, I'm more than likely a bad Christian because I ain't trying to bring nobody to Jesus. Y'all come to Jesus when you want to come to Jesus. Raven is not going to put her beliefs on nobody else. <laughs> Raven is not out here like, oh, you should be doing this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. If that works for you, that works for you. Don't come over here and tell me that I'm wrong because I'm not going to come over and tell you that you're wrong. Right. We can have a conversation, but I don't need any, oh, but you shouldn't be doing. I'm like, mind your business. And I'm like, thou shalt mind your business. You know what I'm saying? Just, I was like, oh, okay. But I think that Christians in general and religious people in general have a bad rap of being judgmental because they are. Mm -hmm. And like James said, you're we're here to love people right. not to judge people mm-hmm. so what works for me in my house or what is going to work for me in my future house may not work <laughs> for everybody and they that's house, true you know but as far as for me and my marriage i would like a trap loving jesus loving man <laughs> yeah. okay yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm gonna need some reggae. I'm gonna need some dance hall. <laughs> I'm always, I'm gonna always be in a carnival outfit and a piece of pizza, <laughs> and people need to mind their business. Okay, I always say my mama's good with it. Everybody should be good with it. Okay. So Law said that you had the conversation like a week in. James, mm-hmm. was that intentional of you to bring it up then to see where it was? No, I was just being a nerd. Okay. <laughs> Okay. A nerd. And, you know, one of the things that I also wanted in a man was somebody who could have intellectual discourse with me. Mm-hmm. And I think me just naturally having random nerdy thoughts sometimes, I just, you know, started talking and mm-hmm. he was able to engage and it was fantastic. But mm-hmm. we hadn't even so he does his his dating practice. Mm-hmm. Is what I like to call it, which is he'll do two meetups first before he'll ask a person on a second or on a first date. Mm-hmm. And okay. so the meetups are mutually easy places to meet. And um, it's nothing hard and fast like a dinner or anything like that. So he happened to come over because he invited me to go to the opening of the Harlem Whole Foods as a second meetup. Mm-hmm. And so he came over to my house and we just happened to have dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that was that. And okay. I think shortly thereafter, he was like, do you want to go on a date? So have you guys had other conversations about religion, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, how the family will be raised, um, what you guys want your kids to, you know, initially ascribe to or whatever? Um, have you guys had those conversations? 
and how have they gone? We talk about religion all the time, but not as in anyone trying to convert the other one. Mm-hmm. And initially when we spoke, uh, that first conversation that I had when I was talking to him about misogyny and religion, he was like, you know, I'm agnostic and, you know, I'm not opposed to my partner being of any religion. And if they decide they want to raise our kids any particular way, that's up to them and mm-hmm. fine with it. And so once I got that green light, I was fine Yeah, with potentially dating him. And we talk about religion now just in general conversation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What are what I'm like? I'm being nosy. I'm like, what type of general? Because <laughs> Mercedes trying to have these same conversations, with right? Her. I'm so like, like, what? Um, what type of conversations y'all be having? I'm like a little fly right now. I would say normally, if we're having a conversation, it's it's normally about either the the. I don't even want to call our family like this because I, I want to I want to be particular with my word. Mm-hmm. It's about some of the things that happened growing up both ways. And okay. things, where I was going with that is we have a lot of conversations about our past and mm-hmm. how we were raised and how religion, religion the way that it was taught to us and the mm-hmm. impact of our family members and the church and et cetera had on our upbringing mm-hmm. and how we probably would do certain things differently. A lot differently. See, th- see how we have narratives like <laughs> so, so... I like James. She keeps it real. She's like, look, <laughs> ain't no sugar coating. Let's do it. Uh-huh. She, he's like, I don't want to be mean to my family, but I'm like, no, all of y'all was not doing X, Y, and Z. I'm putting y'all out. That's such not okay, Sherry, not okay. Sherry, not okay. such and such. Carol, you too, Auntie Vanessa. Oh, you call me by my name. Oh, y'all name. You're lucky I ain't say your last name. I would never. Okay. <laughs> we ain't gotta do all that. You ain't gotta call people out like that. You know what I'm saying? Just be like, you know, the the way the religion was taught to us, like <laughs> keep a little anonymity, like dang. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up. Uh, <laughs> this this part of the conversation is not for me. Um, no, but but I think when when you start to dig in the past, you start to unearth some of the things that we were taught that were just extremely problematic, mm-hmm. and some of the viewpoints that we were taught that are so so horrible. So I'll give you mm-hmm. an example. I have plenty of gay friends in New York City. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would never do is go to my gay friends and chastise them about their lives Mm -hmm. i would not look down upon them i would not say anything and a lot of my family members use a lot of derogatory terms when they talked about them and said there's something wrong with them Mm -hmm. they just could not get with the idea that potentially that person could be born a different way than you yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and there is no science behind this they're they're just sinners and they're horrible people and i'm like wow Mm -hmm. to to smear someone and call someone a horrible person based on something that don't even get me going. But um, <laughs> right. but, the, but these are these are dialogues that we have. And when we have them, it's never like one of us is telling the other person like, well, did you ever see it from the other side? We're both like, nah, that was trash. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why they were in that space. And I don't know why we were being taught a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just my own experience when I talk about it, I don't I don't bring it up as in it being traumatic as much as I do. I've grown from this and I know better. 
Mm-hmm. Because if I just look at it as the people that I grew up around had a point of view that I thought was not okay in general or just negative, then that would mean that everybody I grew up around was just negative. And that's not the case. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. They just had certain points of view based on their quote unquote religious points of view Mm -hmm. that I didn't subscribe to. Okay. I do want to just say that I, I know my mother did the best she could with the knowledge that she had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for being positive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? This is 2020 is a call out year. But no, y'all don't y'all can be doing that with family, man. You You better do it with family because they're gonna do that. That's where it starts first. That's where it starts first. (laughs) I'm I'm joking though. Disrespect my mom because my mom is a beautiful human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mother also taught us to question things. Mm-hmm. But then when we started to question things and really do deep dives, we know that once we come to a particular particular knowledge, because she's been raised different than the way she raised us, yeah. mm-hmm. we then have to approach her with things in like small spoonfuls. Mm-hmm. Like we can't drop all this knowledge on her in a big like mm-hmm. industrial Costco supply. We got to give it to her in a teaspoon, walk yeah. away and let her marinate on it and then come back. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, having that kind of respect for my mom and having that knowledge and knowing that she did the best she could means mm-hmm. that I can then go, okay, when we get together and we have the babies, Mm-hmm. How are we going to do this? How are we going to make this better? How are we going to learn from what our parents try to do mm-hmm. and try to teach us and know, even though we know some of their, their perspectives are wrong, how are we going to do better? Because, you know, mm-hmm. in my family, my grandfather will to this day say that gay people are an abomination. Mm-hmm. No, because it's real. He's like, he's like, Ooh. don't put grandpa out there. Grandpa ain't listening to the podcast. He's not. He's definitely not. But I'm just speaking. And I mean, there's probably people in your audience who know this to be true. Exactly. No, there's people, especially in the older generation and even in our parents' generation, who believe that. And right. it's just, it's such a sad thing because with anyone, no matter what you believe about, you know, how they live their life, or, you know, if you think that it's a sin or not, or whatever it might be, you're still called to love them. Exactly. No matter what. And so at the end of the day, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, that is what you're called to do. And so that's why, you know, I go to a Bible-based or non-denominational church, because a lot of religion gets in the way of relationship. And so, you know, and it's relationship with God, it's relationship with people, it's just relationship in general, because, you know, religion says, you need to live this way. And Mm -hmm. if you don't live this way, you are a sinner. Right. Uh, Okay, but I could probably list 20 things that you've done this morning that Mm, are also a sin. Mm, right know? plank plank in the eye okay. yes <laughs> like let's not talk about a splinter when you have a plank ma'am um plank. so and i think that's the thing is you have to come with a relationship with just people and that's mm-hmm. just what it is that's why i'm like however people want to live that's how you want to live like right. i'm not here to condemn you i'm not here to chastise you i'm not here to say you shouldn't do this no matter what it is if you're having sex Mm -hmm. before marriage that i consider that a sin 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be going in your house talking about y'all shouldn't be doing this. This is your house. Like, right. you know, and so it's just at the end of the day, to be a follower of Jesus is to love people. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, these are the commandments. And if you're not following the commandments, who'd you lay, honey? And not the Old Testament commandments, the new commandments that Jesus spoke out his mouth. Well, well, David is low-key my boyfriend in my head. So I do. First of all, <laughs> David is David is all the way, he, you know, he was a man after God's own heart, but he was all the way problematic as well. So Right, but I low-key think I low-key think that's what my man's gonna be like. Well, well not just, all the way. I'm better not hope he's you better hope he's not, not trying way. to get with a bad Sheba now, okay? Oh no. so <laughs> not all that's why I said not all the way. Certain things I'm picking and choosing what I want in my salad. <laughs> Come on, child. Sweet. Oh, oh my gosh. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that it's like you guys said in the beginning, it's about core values and mm-hmm. where you stand with the other person on that, you right. know, because I'm also a Christian that doesn't that believes that, you know, heaven is not just going to be Christians. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be Jewish people there. There's going to be all kinds of people there. And there's some people who don't believe that. They're like, they ain't going to heaven. But there's people who live a good life. Mm-hmm. And God isn't going to be like, oh, you can't go to heaven. You know? But that like, just it- sounds silly. That just sounds absolutely silly because when you think about people who were, you know, born on the opposite side of the world, who were mm-hmm. never exposed to Christianity, you know, if if the God that we serve is supposed to be a loving God and they've never even, you know, been taught about Christianity, then yep. how how would you just say that they're excluded from heaven? That's just mm-hmm. yeah. It's a bit ridiculous. It's it's insane, but that's how, you know, some people are. That's how a lot of people are. Their religion mm-hmm. is the end all be all. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're Muslim, Jewish, Christian, or otherwise, it's like this is it. If you ain't this, you ain't it. Um, I had a I had a friend um, back in the day where we used to have a conversation about religion a lot because she's a Christian and she loved to know the history of everything. Mm-hmm. And she brought up the concept. She was like, of all the different religions, how come we're just not looking at it as like a different language, but still all one relationship with God as opposed to us being separated. So the concept of, you know, there's going to be many people in heaven. Yeah, because there's many different languages. We're all Mm -hmm. speaking different languages for our spirituality. It's just that it's not, it's not all packaged the same way in a way that we will understand it. And I think once she shared that with me, that was sort of like a softening of the heart to be like, you know what, you need to be, you know, more accepting of other people and understand it from a different perspective. And I feel like things, nuggets like that is what triggered me to have more of an intimate relationship, a personal relationship with God instead of it being ritualistic. Like this is how it needs to be because then it's no room for relation. Mm-hmm. Can I just share one more of our shared core values in our relationship? Please mm-hmm. do. We Mind into- your mm-hmm. business. <laughs> no. I'm not kidding. We live mm-hmm. by the mind your business standard. And we think, we talked about it on our way walking to record the podcast with you guys. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody wants to be a hoe, 
then by God, let them be the best hoe that they want to be. It is not your, you know, right to go and tell this hoe to stop hoeing. Like, let Mm -hmm, her be. mm -hmm. Mind your business. And if you want to be a person who's celibate, you know, who is somebody else to tell you that you shouldn't be? Why do everybody feel like they have to have their say on somebody else's life? If we were all able to mind our own business, we would be a lot happier as human beings. A lot. A lot a lot of people would have their divine partner, I'll tell you that much. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, if we if people had minded their business, I'd still be in Africa. Okay. And it would have been amazing. <laughs> see, see, okay. you know what? Where is the offering plate? The several Just mind your business here to sow some seeds. Stay where you at. Stay where you right. at. So we started to touch on um, things to consider before getting into what they would call like interfaith dating. And I like the fact that you said, mind your business. (laughs) Um, They did give a a listing of maybe like five points um, that they said is really important if this is the route that you're going to take. The first one being the goal, like what is the goal of the relationship? Like, are Mm -hmm. you, is this a courtship? Are you dating the seriousness of it? Um, And I think that's important because if the relationship is not serious, mind your business. It doesn't matter. We're not going to be here (laughs) two, two, three weeks, two months from now. Um, So setting the intention of why you're doing something makes it clear as to if this type of partnership dynamic can work. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that you guys had the conversation up front, like law express what he subscribes to you express what you subscribe to, but you guys, what we would like to call equally yoked. Like, I still think there's a lot of parallel things in your relationship where you guys are yoked at. And I feel like if that yoking is not there in any form, like yoking compatibility, it's not going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that I don't feel like I could be equally yoked with a person who is atheist mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Um, in my experience does not mean that it's always like that. But in my experience, most atheist people judge you for having any kind of religion or any kind of spiritual belief. And, yeah. then, you know, they constantly put you down for having that spiritual belief. And so I'm not going to let anybody put me down, period. Mm-hmm, yeah. You definitely aren't going to be talking to me crazy about my belief in my God. Right. So, yeah. Because the way he was flipping tables, <laughs> that same spirit rise right up. One, two, she not trying to go to jail. Mm-mm. And um, then the, just mm-hmm. really quickly to um, define atheism is just one thing, a, lot, a lack of belief in God's. So it's any God. They don't believe that any God exists whatsoever. Um, Jesus, God, Allah, the Harry Krishna, nobody. None mm-hmm. of these gods exist. So that is just for those who do not know. That is atheism. Right. <laughs> um, the next point is, will core values be compromised? Uh Knowing where you stand, I think is really important and standing on it. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to compromise, just be open about being willing to compromise. Right. Um, But yeah, no, I'm like, "Mm, I'm still loading. So core (laughs) values could change. Like I told y'all, my head might be right. I don't know. Um, (laughs) 
Will both, and the next point is, will both respect each other's belief? I think this one is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like what, you know, James and Law, like, I love that you guys can have conversations about religion in, mm-hmm. you know, all types of ways. And it's still respected. Like you said, James, like an atheist probably wouldn't want to have these conversations at all. Right. Like, I don't want to talk about it. Why are we talking about a God that doesn't exist? Like, I'm mm-hmm. good. And it's great that, you know, he respects your belief system. You respect that, you know, his belief system. And but you guys can still have these conversations mm-hmm. on an intellectual and, you know, regular basis. Right. And everyone's opinion is respected versus mm-hmm. being like, this is what you should believe. And da, 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 like, what's your life? It's just too much. So I will I will say that's one reason, like when James shared her experience um, with me about her in law, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is a this is a, another level of maturity in relationships that I had not considered. Cause it's like you don't think about. I've had, I've been in relationships where the guy who I was dealing with called um, my practices stupid. I was like, wait, 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 we gotta have a conversation because you're using that word because of the trauma that happened to you. Mm-hmm. Let's let's really unpack everything. Yeah. But it's like I can't be attacked for what I believe in, regardless if it's something that I'm not pushing on you. I think there needs to be a mutual respect, and if it's not there, no, that situation ain't last. But we, no, you're not going. No, because I'm praying for you. I do have a question for law. I do have a question for law. Have you in your previous relationships been in a relationship or a situation, whether you were just dating someone or whatever, that did not respect your beliefs? I mean, what? Is that even a real question? (laughs) It is. It is. Because you be be politely shutting people down and getting people straight. So who knows? No, I've, I've been... I've everything from the dc thing i brought up so what i was saying is when i was in dc in that scenario that i brought up i was having a conversation i was around seven women one of the women had the experience with that guy but one of the other women is who my friend was trying to hook me up with and she was expressing her points of view around the same thing and how if a guy doesn't ah, 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 and then of course that swings the, the pendulum to me and ask me the question. And I'm mm-hmm. going to not lie to you about it. I told yeah. you the truth. And then she very clearly is like, oh, well, then we would never work. And I'm like, that's that's that was clear to me before you ever said it. Thank <laughs> you. But that's 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 pretty. I don't even think. I don't think anything of those kind of things. I'm the same person that doesn't eat red meat. I've had women tell me, if you don't eat red meat, then we can't date because I like a good steak in my life. I'm like, yeah, you like a good steak in your life. I don't need to have it in mine. I'm yeah. not telling you what to eat. I also don't drink alcohol. So at the point yeah. that I don't drink alcohol, there's plenty of women that are like, I'm not going to drink this alcohol on a date by myself. And I'm like, yeah. well, if you're with me, you would. That's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Right. Turn it up. Turn. Do you want to turn it up on your... Do that. And but those are things where I get it. If that's something that you can't deal with, I perfectly accept that that's where you're going to stand on it. So religion has played an impact. I want to say at least in 10% of my dating life, because I moved to New York, I don't have to deal with that as much. New York is a very, very liberal place Mm -hmm. for the most part. So I don't run into that very often in New York, but outside of New York, especially when I've had other friends try to hook me up with women in the South. And let me tell you, that is, (laughs) That is going to come up consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
what I'm never going to do is be the person that says, oh, I would definitely be going. I, like, I would never lie to them about it. Like, would you ever want to change? No, it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. You're good where you're at. It's fine. I don't, right. And I wouldn't try to change them and vice versa. And we're mm-hmm. good. But yeah, yeah, that's happened numerous amounts of times. I've accepted that. Okay. Makes sense. I'm like, it, it, at, at the end of the day, I think it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Where people who, there's people who aren't religious, like Jane said, that they chastise people who are religious. There's mm-hmm. people who are religious that chastise people who aren't religious. And, you know, at the end of the day, like we've been saying, just mind your business. Mind okay? it. Okay. What happens in their house does not affect yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mind right. your business. This and then a- what are these last uh, two? On so the if you desire, um, if the desire is marriage, how will your kids be raised? And can you truly agree to disagree? Mm. Oh, we agree to disagree all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that we value so much in our relationship is that we will never cross certain lines when it comes to respecting one another. Mm-hmm. And the two of us, uh, initially, I think it was an implicit rule. And now it is an explicit rule that we have both mm-hmm. expressed with one another. Not that we broached the situation and, you know, tried to disrespect one another. I think we just both realized at one point, like, we, we're both not going to go there, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, compromise and... and you know, agreeing to disagree happens with us a lot of times. I mean, we agree to disagree on the outfit that I have on currently. He called me <laughs> Dominique Devereaux, and I said, you know what? Don't do me. This is what I'm wearing today. <laughs> Look, Dominique was fly, okay? So, just as long as it's not company. white stockings, you good. I just, I just want to clear this up. <laughs> I want No, I really want to clear this up. Before, before we get off of this podcast, I want to clear this up. I never care what she wears. I really, really don't. The only thing that I was making a joke about is the fact that it's really hot outside and she has on fur. That yeah, is I it. I do not but have my... on fur. I am wearing ostrich feather detail on my sleeves. That's it. Yeah, okay. okay. But the point is, I was like, now, if you go outside and you melt, that's on you. <laughs> That's it. I don't really. Like, I mean, he's he's acting as if he wasn't coming from my neck. He definitely was like, "Okay, you looking like you know Jasmine guy in Harlem Nights." Nice. I was like, "What, Dominique Devereaux? Yes, okay." It's like yes, and I'm in good company, okay. right? But but law, when you understand, like fashion doesn't make sense. Like we just gonna show up and the look and turn it up all the time. Oh, I don't like. I told you, like I don't care what she wears. I really don't. She can wear. You just didn't want her to pass out while they were walking around the streets. That's it. It's fine. It's a Mm -hmm. strap. It is a a ostrich feather strap. That's it. Okay. Okay. I mean, I respect him. He respects me. And even like if we're at you know a bar. I turn up for my man. I'd be like, listen, you better give my man an apple juice. Right. Yes. King Q. Yes. And don't you come over here with nothing but an old fashioned glass. Don't be trying to put him in no regular glass. Right. So <laughs> the takeaway from this episode is to mind your business. Yes. <laughs> but more on a more on a serious note, I think it takes a level of maturity to get into get into this type of relationship dynamic and you need to be clear of what your core values are. Really mm-hmm. have a heart to heart 
I guess, conversation with what is it you're looking for? Are there any limitations? I do think that you should open the conversation up to your friends and family. Like, I'm glad that I opened the conversation up to James because I was able to get a different perspective. And it challenged me to go back to God and be like, well, are these things that I'm desiring in a partner built on a structure that someone else wants for my life or your desire for my life? And what is that? What is mm -hmm. that desire in this type of partnership? Like what's going to, what's going to, what is my divine man, first of all. But, <laughs> but I also like law's perspective is like, if you are going to be practicing these views, make sure you have a clear understanding. So like yeah. either way I'm challenged, but I also, I do have, I know what I want. Like Raven, Raven knows exactly what she wants. She's like, this is it. But Raven, I also respect the fact that there's a lot of uh, flexibility with her relationship. And it's not just like cut and dry the way mine was. So it's like, you know, you gonna get your man, boo. You gonna yeah. get <laughs> He out there is a real special one for me. So, right. You need to, he, just like that meme, Norman walking up to that bus, like, hello, you are late. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> need you to show all the way up it's like where you been at where have you been <laughs> but before we get into the ending i want to thank james and law thank you guys so much episode like i i'm so here for your perspective always so if y'all ever want to talk to me on a group text a group chat um i'm inviting you to continue these conversations of mentorship because that's what i see it as listen we can still do still loading <laughs> after dark and try to help you out with your current you know, situation. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all know that I'm trying to get everybody on board. Like it takes a village. It, it does. Takes a it takes a village to get Mercedes her divine partner. I realize that. I just say tag your friends. Okay. <laughs> just tag your friends. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. Always a pleasure to have you on board. Because you are our male listeners and you always get us together. Y'all better hit me up at, at Law of Opinions. Don't forget. And hit me up at Goodnight Harlem. I love it. Right. James, how can we reach you? You can reach me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can reach me at She is James on everything in the social sphere. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you can mind your business because you know what I'm not going to do is have you on my page talking crazy. Right, that part, that part. Okay, <laughs> if you ain't gonna mind your business, don't follow James. Okay, right, but you know Actually, what? Mercedes... Don't follow none of us if you ain't gonna mind your business. <laughs> right, because Mercedes will respond. I will clap back. Mind your business. The yes. spirit of mind your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, said to mind your business. That's a spiritual gift. Y'all just didn't see that in that book. Mm -hmm. in the Bible. Um, Look, the, the the side note. There you go. Right. My favorite thing is you can try Jesus, but you can't try me. So nope. mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> well okay um thank you guys for listening to another episode of boot up still loading tune in for our next episode where we will be discussing drum roll cuffing season oh Ooh. shit cuffing. <laughs> <laughs> that was my specialty back in the day yes <laughs> who is getting cuffed who is not <laughs> <laughs> be sure to follow us on twitter at boot up podcast and on instagram at boot up still loading to keep the conversation going <laughs>